You're listening to the Roostone Foundation Podcast. I was going to say Freddy relates to this. I mean, and there's lots of horror movies in this book. So I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm like, I just so you This is uh, insight into the book. <laughs> but that's what a lot of this book is about. Mm. There is a lot of moon in this book. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. That no, I like I love that movie and this and yeah, that's like a lot is in here about that theory. Okay. About the theory. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. <laughs> you guys are yeah. like, uh we have to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean Oh, I totally Ben obviously picked that one. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, but sorry. I didn't sorry. know that. Th- I I don't see how that connects. I don't see how the moon landing connects with the shining. What what? How does it? Well, he's got the sweater. <laughs> That's like one of the things they point to. Well, the little like boy a, does. Well, wasn't it? It's supposed to be that Kubrick himself filmed the sequences in which. The, like that we saw on TV of the moon landing. Yeah, that after Dr. Strangelove, the government came to him and was like, hey, you're really good at, you know, making movies or whatever. <laughs> Can you do this? And it's like top secret. And, you know, we have this stage and all this stuff. But, I mean, this is what like is in the documentary. And mm. then he did it, but he like couldn't tell anyone. And the theory is The Shining is like him trying to totally. confess. Yeah, uh-huh. like his... Like it, and then it like relates all that like um like room two three seven where the ghost is um it, it's it's supposed to be the moon like because there's some it's some number with two three seven it's like the moon or the earth goes around the moon two million and three it, it's some number that's like really large that starts with two three seven mm. and that's made the, the room that and yeah and then the sweater and he there's all these different theory, like like that the ghost is supposed to be like the moon you know like once you see it up close and you know mm. it, it's all different things and anyway so yeah i no, i like i saw that documentary or, or actually tom saw it first mm-hmm. and he was like oh my god this is like so good i feel you know he started to kind of believe that like it was all, um, you know, faked or whatever. Uh-huh. Not necessarily the Kubrick thing, but just that, like, we didn't go there. You know, it was all this kind of hoax and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, that's crazy. But then when I watched that movie, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is a lie. <laughs> not that I even care yeah. um, whether we did or not. I really kind of don't. But it yeah. more is like when you start to open up that, you know, anything could be an illusion, like that kind of oh, totally. feeling. Yeah. And there's something about those kind of theories that are like people have totally, they almost don't realize they've tapped into their imagination. But one um, of my other favorite things about the whole moon thing is that the plaque that they brought up there that like commemorates it is uh, in Futura font. I love that too. And I love that, uh, you know, how many fonts are on the moon? If it's really yeah. on the moon. If it's actually on it's the moon. Futura. Yeah. <laughs> Futura. <laughs> no, what if, yeah, no, actually, I'm so glad we started talking about this because, yeah, no, this is something I, yeah, like, like to talk about, relationship to the book, but yeah. people so, really 
I'm always like when I start talking about it. So well, thank you. For- I'm can- so interested. So like at at the time you were writing these poems and they were becoming a book, you had watched this documentary and it and it somehow reflected back on these other themes that you were writing about. I mean, the moon, motherhood, blood, all these things sort of like naturally come together. We go to the shining, I guess. Isolation. And also that interesting that it's this sort of, um, I don't know, this misdirection or this, there's something hidden behind another thing that what we're seeing is not exactly. You can't say what you want to say, or there's no way to say the thing that you're wanting to get at. Yeah, yeah, and just like this idea of like a mass delusion, or like you know that, that like yeah, this kind of lie that you know everybody sort of has to pretend is real, and there's not language around saying that it's not real. I guess that's because yeah. it is like um, I don't know. Yeah, like I think especially for me when I look at the pictures of the moon landing, I hope by the way, that the government's not going to come kill me. <laughs> but I feel like I've said it a lot. So anyway. yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you're not the one who made a whole documentary about it. So. I'm going through a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This podcast is going to fall in the wrong hand. Black cars are already pulling up. We interrupt this podcast. <laughs> no, we never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely recording this from the moon, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, just like, no, I mean, I think for me, like, it's just like opening an idea that, yeah, things could be an illusion and, and people don't want to necessarily talk about that because it's like too, it's too much to say like that, you know, this like kind of over, like whatever governing body or I don't know in the government, but just like people that should be sort of being honest with us would lie is, you know, kind of can be a lot to grapple with. Cause then you're like, I'm not safe at all or yeah. whatever. And yeah. their whole identity is sort of wrapped up in these stories. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's a lot about health too. You know, you kind of want, the people that are caring for you to not, you know, to be telling the truth or to be like the best people or be like the smartest people in the world making the right decisions. But it's like that, that's like, what's really scary is that they're, you, you know, not always, you know, it's like actually rare that they are. And I think it's true for like motherhood too. It's like just Mm -hmm. that idea, you know, that everything is perfect and great and it's all going to be wonderful. And, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, just, just a lot about yeah being alive. I think there's a lot that people say to kind of, you know, act like it's all great just to kind Mm -hmm. of keep people in line too, you know, like doing what they should be doing. And that, that to me is a lot like the, the idea of the moon landing or whatever it's like it's easier just to believe it's true but when i look at the pictures i mean it once you kind of watch the documentary and think about it it's sometimes you know without being like a scientist or whatever it is kind of hard to then look at it like it is real because it does look so much like a stage set and you know just i mean there's something really beautiful about that too but um just like yeah that that kind of idea of like hollywood or a performance or whatever once you sort of start to look at it as just 
a performance like you can appreciate it on that level but it's hard to believe it's like really true or it's interesting because in a way if you think about it even if it was true it's even if they did land on the moon that day mm-hmm. it's still a performance it's yeah. still a story that's being constructed it's still you know america first and we made it it's all this this high drama and everybody watching and the president calling it's just very it's very staged even if it even if it was true yeah. so i think that like in people don't even want to talk about that you know so yeah it, no. it's perfectly relevant right now when it everything feels staged and unreal yeah it's hard to know what's true and what isn't you know when we're getting told yeah yeah and I, it feels like always true when things are told like in a you know general way or whatever like things that we're supposed to kind of go through or something like that that you know that we're supposed to believe that it's just gonna be okay but it's hard to know what that or something but that but yeah you're right even yeah. if they landed the narrative that's also what's true about the videos and the pictures and stuff the narrative is like and we landed safely you know but yeah. but now we still have pl- i mean i say this as somebody with like extreme plane phobia but i mean we still have like planes that have problems and yeah most of the time we're like okay but it's you know i just that's the other thing that's kind of inconceivable even if they did land that when you watch the video of the landing it's like well you know countdown 10 whatever and it's like this jiffy pop bag like (laughs) no dust (laughs) Meanwhile, like an airplane can't land unless there's like you know four bazillion feet for it to like skid or something like that but yeah yet it's like 10 9 8 yep we're, we're there and they're coming back yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah and they yeah came back that's a part that's like uh i probably was mess you know yeah that's the other thing too that things are so much messier than narratives that we want to tell and it's important to remember that yeah i think that's a perfect segue oh. into you reading your first uh, a poem from this book. Okay. Um, milk number two, if you would. Okay. Be so kind. Sure, no problem. Um, this, yes. Uh, should I apologize for how long it is? But, but I guess this was, yeah, a poem that thought, yeah, it'd be good. And what, what else are we doing? But having yeah, I, I come to get me. <laughs> well, I think it's good. So all but... you folding your laundry right now. Uh... <laughs> Well, it's nice to have a long poem because when you're listening, because you can kind of get lost in it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and I will say to if the FBI is listening that I, I did at one point try to get a kind of fellowship with the CIA, um, oh. and I'm still available. If- <laughs> okay. I, I got, I did this like government fellowship thing, and I got like interview or something like that, but then I didn't make it past, but. I, I know that the CIA only uses green ink. Isn't that true? I don't know. but it Only uses breathing? Green ink. Green ink. Green ink. Oh. Why? I read that somewhere. I don't know where, like Mad Magazine. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if you get green ink that they've been there. You're like, dear CIA. I love green ink. <laughs> dear, you know, I've watched a lot of X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> could be creative. You need me. Before I read poem, I can write poems. I can, you know, go on missions. To the- mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's two exotic places. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pitch. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. Okay. Okay. So, milk number two. I keep doing this past what is pointless. I keep doing it past what is good. I rise and am not sick anymore. But you are sleeping, breath falling. It is eight a.m. somewhere. Maybe in L.A. where my brother sleeps fitfully in arms of sundress. Maybe where my mother lived her whole life and the sun got in her too. I think back to what I was 10 years ago, maybe 20. The people great Aunt Ida told me to live this one. The dreams they say of men. I paint their eyelids as always in what colors. Of course, the greens. I just keep making these things past the point of what is normal. I look for faces, but the eyes are dead. But when you look at me, I can't lie. Baby, it's with love. I never knew what it was to be this way. But then again, I never let myself be. Cascade of ocean. The beach was lost and dark. The house was dark, dark. I went in, I wasn't scared. It wasn't the going in the door that struck me. It was the getting out or even wandering. What's behind the hidden doors? Can I find a bed there? Can I set up my electronic things? Can I put this machine on? It's my armor to protect you. I have nothing. You are in a glass house, the fall of it. Orange hearts one after the other. My true love is sleeping. I tell him don't rest. I swirl. I find another. Another with the moon. He writes me letters. The sweet bees are for you. Twenty-nine bees like a beekeeper. No, it is the bees who are my lovers. For them I am but a flower. I enter the scene. For the bees I am magenta forever. I enter the scene, not the house. It's easy to be brave. The house is not glass, it's plastic. It's clear and hot. I can see you, flower. I can see you simply. Your head and it's bursting with colors no one knows about. I can see you, animal. You breathe and it's not to raise the dead. I read and it's to find the breathing. I read to my baby about the things. Milk, it connects. Milk, it is not fun. A kind of off-white blood, not an after effect. I squirt all over the sheets. My life force, not blood, but come. Milk is not what the air gives. It is what you are. You say you let yourself go. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you should squeeze out everything you have. My true love, he is awakened by the flooding of it all. Not blood, but me. When I leave, I'll leave behind not this stain, but this jewelry of being. I'll put in a vial the frozen things. My baby, you died before it all began. Then you lived and lived longer. I gave you all I had. Who wouldn't? This isn't a story, you know. This isn't an article, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. This isn't the going in. This is what is out. I squeeze in all the life force. I am not shell or what I would have assumed. 
I am snake again, and I can make it a hundred times. True love, you sleep on dark red sheets. I bleed everywhere, you drink me. It is off-white and iron-filled. We read love letters written by the bees. They write of black and blue flowers. They are bursting in ways we could not see. You kiss me and I squeeze out the orange flowers. In a clear house, we and the pansies, butterflies and bees, blood red milk. It's drinkable. You drink me and I am no longer me, but life force. Blood and bones, peach, peaches and the palm trees, the sun, the beach, blood red bees, that when I speak, the burn, hot ash, yellow flower, and a clear house. Baby, when you breathe, I can feel you sleeping, all alone, darkening rose. I rise, no longer me. No, once I thought it was over. I didn't go in. I went out, arrows going away from the center, not quarterly, but to see. Ash is not come, blood red come milking, breathing milk, breathing bees. Blood red bee, he flew into the hothouse flower. It was clear, it was not to come, yellow pansy, it was to see. Mm. Sorry, sorry I didn't read it loud. If I hope that was loud enough. It was. It seemed That's fine good. to me, and it's just a gorgeous Thank poem. It's just gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for liking it. There's oh, yeah. so much. One, there's so many um, bees in this book. I'm wondering what, what bees um, meant to you when you were writing this. Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing that happened, like um, – a few years ago, um, I was part of that lecture series that wasted and um, I did this like bee lecture um, where I like thought of, I thought oh. about bees and hopefully I will that that's being printed coming to a bookstore near you, <laughs> but uh, some point soon. But um, no, yeah, like I that was like the last one I did and. Um, yeah, like I just thought a lot about bees as like tiny poets or something, and and just uh, like um, you know, obviously all the plath bees and all the yeah, the plath. I thought of yeah, plath. all the bees and and other you know poetry or whatever, but just like these tiny little you know workers or something, just makes me think mm -hmm. of you know obviously like of poets and just kind of doing something really intricate and. Crazy. Yeah. And of course, milk and honey. Exactly. It goes so well together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Making this um, like weird yeah. elixir that um is like really, really important, but no, you know, it's kind of like dangerous, but nobody really notices mm -hmm. that it's like a big deal or, um, yeah, like, you know, j yeah, just that idea. It's really precious, you know, um, that you like one drop can can save um you know like a baby's life or something and like one drop of honey is like you know took so long to um like get and Jesus. all that stuff just like that kind of like weird you know scale of space and stuff yeah it it, it is like things hang in a balance you feel it in this poem like when you say at one point i thought it i thought i would end or it would end 
um, once I thought it was over and I did, I didn't go in, I went out just these moments where it feels like it is that one drop not dropping or, you know, <clears throat> things crumbling in one direction rather than another. Um, just these, these moments of like devastation right up against these moments of like intense, vivid life coming, you know, with the flowers and the bees and the sunlight. And that's just so, it's such an amazing mix this Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. I think a lot about, um, well, I mean, you know, some of, um, well, a lot of the book is kind of like during a time because um, Hera was born like three months early. So I know I've told you guys this before. And so she spent two months. Yeah, Hera's daughter. daughter. She's three now, and um, but she was born at 29 weeks. So she was born, um, yeah, really early. And so she spent two months in the NICU. And um, so she was in like an isolate and I had to, um, you know, give her breast milk. And then I remember when she was born, they were like taking the tiniest like microscopic drops of like colostrum to like give, you know, only took like half a tiny milliliter to like keep her alive. The liquid yeah, gold. exactly. They were, but they were like basically like this tiny, tiny, like half of a drop, like you know, kind of turned it around or kept her alive because she wasn't able to take like the, you know, there's oh, oh, it's like God. just thinking about that and, you know, honey and all these things. I think it's like for a long time I have been turning back to like whatever the natural world or something. And, like, yeah, because yeah. we do contain all this power just being animals or plants or something and um yeah, I feel like that's a lot about, too, like the structures and power want us to forget that a lot, you know, that we have that at our disposal. And it's, like, really important. You know, when you guys mentioned Clath, it made me think of this poem. When I heard it, and I'd read it before, uh, it almost was like, it's like the daddy poem, but no, a good they, version. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, good in terms of like all the men in that poem. Yeah, I know. The daddy yeah. and the husband. And I imagine this one, this poem opens with kind of like um, the, you know, but you are sleeping, breath falling. I imagine that being the, the lover. I mean, it could be the, it could be the, someone else, I guess, the child or. Oh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I feel like it is both, but you're right. It's like, I think of it as like lots of different men or maybe like, you know, like a, a handful or something, but yeah, you're right. none of them are really yeah. treated with any anger. There's yeah. But then I, I was thinking of the daddy thing because that poem starts with the father and then it goes yeah. to the husband who's just as bad. But in this one, it goes to the, uh, an yeah. adult lover, like I guess we can say, um, <laughs> but then there's the... Yeah. <laughs> Your child lover. Drag that from the record. Already being recorded somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right, we have the evidence. Stop the interview. <laughs> yeah, we've got like five cats on it now. But you, um, you have. Uh, let's see. I entered the scene, not the house. It's easy to be brave. The house is not glass. It's plastic. It's clear and hot. I can see you, flower. I can see you simply oh, your the head. the baby in the... Uh... Yeah. Oh. oh I see you. 
or the sorry incubator yeah yeah that's what i i mean to me this poem there's like there's a lot of repetitive imagery but it's always changing yeah yeah and like i think that i think it's too yeah i i love in um poems where there is some ambiguity like you're not you know yeah you're not totally mm-hmm. sure like maybe it is a lover i mean i think some of it definitely is yeah just spending time watching um you know, heron and isolate and, you know, they stop breathing at any moment. So she, you know, they go into like this thing where they stop breathing. They have to like kind of revive them or hopefully they just kind of catch their breath and revive themselves. That's like what you want to have happen, but mm-hmm. just like apnea right. or something. And yeah, so that was the thing I would just watch the chest fall. Cause it's like, you just, you know, didn't want it to stop. You didn't want to like miss, even though there are monitors or whatever. Right. I mean, not like you watching course, it as well. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, just like, right, but you but, feel it, but you but want of to. Of course, that's just yeah. But then, but then, but then also you get into this thing where I can see you flower, and there's kind of like the child as the flower and like needing yeah. this bee. And, you know, that's like this other, it, it's not necessarily the machines, even, it's like life, it's this like other force. Mm-hmm. You know, coming in yeah I, the um, other thing for me with bees is and thinking about our horror movie discussion is i love the movie candy man oh yeah that was mm. one of my the first horror movies i ever saw i just saw the commercial as a child and that terrified me <laughs> it's forever. so terrifying it's it's like it's yeah. crazy how scary it is and i mean one of one of the things is like there's like a murder that takes place and um the person is like sleeping and they really aren't conscious. And I don't think they really commit the murder, but then they're kind of, they've been framed and they're like in trouble and everybody thinks they're a murderer and all this stuff. And um, so that part is like, so, you know, that's like kind of my worst fear that I like would have done something, you know, that feeling like if you were driving and you're like, Oh my God, what if I hit a rabbit? And I didn't know, you know, it's like, I kind of want to turn around and make Mm -hmm. sure you didn't or something. But, you know, what if yeah. my, what if for a second I was unconscious and like wanted to hit this rabbit and now it's dead or whatever. And then, but then the other thing is I've always like been in love with Candyman and he's like the bee, you know, person because that's how he was killed. And, and I right. just like, because he's like an artist and he's so beautiful and I always like really loved him. So I think when I think of bees, I think mm. of, you know, him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a spirit of revenge yeah, or I something. Love, oh, yeah. He was a tragic yeah. figure. But he is like this great artist and he just, yeah, he's so strong. And anyway, I love Kenny. That's really interesting. I, I love him just by bringing up these like references and just like so people hear this. Like, we're not going <laughs> to tell you how Kenny fits. <laughs> but what, read this uh, poem yeah. and watch that movie. No. Yeah. Then just like sit on it. I love know? hearing what you know the the just the, the things that are going on in people's minds when they're writing their poems. And I you know, there's something really great that you do in your poetry, which is you leave a lot out of a line. And um just you get enough of a sense of what of you know what you're talking about or what you're getting at. And, and that comes with the music, too, and our word associations and things like that. But um, but it's so interesting to hear from you, you know, these things that you're interested in, and then seeing the book, and it 
you know, becoming so I, I can really see all that in there. And thank um, you. yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, because sometimes I do feel like, oh, maybe I should have said more or maybe people would like, I mean, I don't know that this is the goal, but, you know, like, quote unquote, get the poems if I sort of was putting more in the line, but I don't think I don't want to do that either. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I know it's like, it's like, how do you get, I mean, I think that's something that I was most interested in asking you about this book. Is it like when you're, when you're writing something that's hard to write about, it's almost like you can't, you can't talk about it directly. It's like, you have to figure out this other way to talk about it. And I was wondering, like, did, did you find that? Was it like, were these poems, like, was it a hard book to write or did it? What was it like writing these poems? I mean, in comparison to other books. I feel books. that it wasn't um, necessarily harder, you know, to write the actual poems. Mm-hmm. I felt more like um, like it was, like, important to write them, maybe than other books or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Or, like, I, I've always, I don't know want to say always, but I feel like a lot of times, like, yeah um in poetry or whatever like I don't necessarily feel like they're communicating with like real people or like um like people alive or you know that's not you know or something I don't know exactly how to say it or or maybe they're or maybe my poems you know are narcissistic or whatever like they're not necessarily like um helpful but I there was more like of a sense that maybe you know other people would not understand, but just like feel like they could be more help. These poems could be more helpful, I think. Yeah. Even though I don't know that yeah. some of the scary ones were really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, it was like, um, it definitely uh, felt like it was like uh, maybe not as obvious a process of like writing it or something like that um, than. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that it was done or whatever. And, and um, there's actually, I, I kind of had wanted it to have like a lot of essays in it. And um, there were in the, in the earlier draft, there were many kind of prose pieces. And there was one prose piece called um, Why I'm Sad that was supposed to begin the book. Um, but then kind of, yeah, just like working with Joshua, I um, decided not to have it and it's like a supplemental text which if you guys don't have it i can give you or maybe i did i gave it to you didn't i yeah I don't know. Oh, no um, we have it we have it oh, we do yeah. Have it. yeah oh okay i and i noticed if you buy it on the the wave site they'll send that with the book or something like that yeah cool. yeah and it was i think it was that like oh i want this book to be more you know kind of maybe just more obvious what it's about. I mean, about is like a bad word, but you know what I mean. Like, um, just more obvious that yeah. it, that somebody could have some entryway into it instead of being like, "What the fuck is going on this earth?" Yeah, yeah, I see that impulse. I see that impulse. Right, because there's uh, there's the idea someone could read it and just take on their own, especially this poem, which still like imagistic. There's all these colors in it and stuff. They might not associate it with. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, and I—I I mean, I'm really glad that the essay is not in the book, and that it's the book of poems. But mm-hmm. I definitely like—I think because just doing those lectures, I got—I feel like I've gotten kind of strangely more interested in yeah, like what what happens when you write 
you know, in prose or something like that. I don't think these are, yeah. yeah, I feel like these are totally poems and not prose, but maybe there's some instinct in them to to kind of go there, even if they don't actually go there themselves. You know, they still look like poems and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one, la- I think this is, this isn't addressed in this poem so much, um, but even that part where you say this isn't a story, yeah. now, this isn't an article. I'm sure. And that kind of addresses that in a, a certain way. But it also, there's this kind of like impulse that modern society gives us that's like explain everything, show everything, you know, like even in terms of the situation or having a child at all, right? There's like an impulse to like yeah. put it all online yeah. or whatever. No. Oh, sorry, go on. Um, and, no, I was going to say, and you know, when you say in a, a later poem, like, that's like, it's too sacred to do that. Um, and that almost seems like a, this book, in a way, is almost like saying, have a more poetic way. There can be a more poetic way of like, I don't want to say negative capability, but of like withholding the story of your life to, to make it more, pri- like, it's more private and it means something different in that case. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess, like, we all kind of think about it now or something like that. I mean, and, but I do think a lot about, yeah, like, um, what's the point of sort of disclosing, you know, a lot online in this kind of anonymous, but yet public, but yet, like, really isolating way that we do, where it's, like, totally, mm-hmm. you know, performative, but then there's there's the idea, like, 40 times over that it's not that you're like, I just woke up and took this picture. But like, of course you, you know, made some choice not to or something. And I, I mean, I feel like that relates a lot to like, yeah, the idea of like a poet, you know, writing poems today that you can, you can't always erase that no matter, you know, who you are, if, even if you're not doing anything on the internet or something. But, um, but I do, yeah, I think it's like a, I don't want to say a problem, but I think it's something to kind of think about because, um, yeah, there is the tendency to kind of smash poetry into other genres and other conversations. And to, you know, the thing that I think has always been the case is people um, like love poems that they can say this is about X or something like that. And I've always been kind of against that. And I like a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, like a long time ago or ten, whatever, eight years ago, like I wrote um, that chapbook, like Poetry is Not a Project or whatever. It's kind of to me like the same thing. It's like if you, it's not that it's bad to say what it's about, but it just kind of does take away the privacy of the poem, you know, to be like, this is, this is X or I'm just going to lay it all out there or something like that. Yeah, it be, yeah, that's when it like, shifts into another genre that's why it seems to get so butcher you know put the magic of poetry never seems to reach high school students for example because so much of what they're taught about poetry is that okay what is this poem about like how can we like how can we break it down and to like explain like what it's saying and, like, this poem has three themes and this is exactly what it yeah means. and um uh, you know i i think again like what what you are doing in your poetry is exactly what you're talking about and i mean in terms of um allowing the magic to stay in there 
and allowing enough space for us to do the imagining as readers um, in just the best way. Thank so you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I completely agree. It just, it's so, um, it's horrible that, you know, we do that. I mean, we do that for poetry, but, you know, we probably do that with every single discipline, you know, where we're just, um, mm-hmm. there's this need. I mean, I think some of the problem is that teachers aren't trained to like, necessarily love a subject or they're not like necessarily um experts in the subject they they just more i mean this isn't against education schools or whatever but you know they more sort of learn about the idea of like teaching or education or pedagogy and they're not sort of like supported or nurtured to like love math as like a math practitioner or something and so they kind of yeah. just want to do everything as like a curriculum template and they don't necessarily want to, you know, love poetry for poetry's sake. And it's, you know, being poets, it's just really sad because there are so many poets um, in schools that are taught that poetry is difficult. They may not even get into the class where they read any poetry, let alone any good poetry instead of like, you know, whatever crappy stuff is assigned. And it's just really sad. Of course, being, you know, yeah, paranoid um, conspiracy theorist that I am, I can't help but think it is part of a larger system that just wants to keep a very small, you know, uh, educated class and and keep most people not really knowledgeable about, you know, the kind of stuff they can do and and the fact that they can write poems and stuff. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's why coffee is the legal (laughs) drug. Yeah. You know. You just got to power through it. You can't, yeah. like, sit on acid. and. No, you can't take psychedelics and have a groundbreaking experience in which you realize <laughs> the whole system is bullshit. <laughs> but, but that's I know. another podcast. For that. I mean, that's the thing. I'm, that's like, Yeah, but it's like we, we only need acid because we're all hyped up on coffee. You know what I mean? Like, all we have to do yeah. is look around and realize it's all just a photograph of something that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I see them knocking on the window. Uh, <laughs> 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 We're like, okay, we got another count here. All right. all right. Cut the interview. Cut the interview. All right. Would you finish us off with uh, the last poem in your book? Yeah. Milk. And I want to thank you guys so much for asking me to do this. Um, thank you for thank reading you. the book and thank you for asking me to do this. And I hope we can um, hang out and I'd really love to come to Vermont sometime. Not to invite myself. Yeah. But we want to make it so that, you know, people who participate in our podcast can come up and see the house in Goshen and we can make some writing time for them and watch their kids if we need to and um, make a reading happen so that, you know, this can be an exchange because we really want people to get up here and um, everything you're saying is just exactly what we care about. So it's like, we want to build a different sort of pedagogy here with this sort of rogue institution that we're trying to build. Um, and just a space. No, I would love yeah. that. And I'm also sorry I haven't helped you, you know, like I, um, yeah, not. Oh, God, don't be yeah. silly. You're helping us just being you. I mean, in doing this. Yeah, no, this I, is help. But don't when I come there, I can help with the, you know, physical stuff that, you know. <laughs> we'll put yeah. your work. Not that I'm messy. Yeah. Yeah. 
We got work. We got a lot of work. I don't know that I necessarily would be good at it, but upper body strength. But okay, so this uh, poem is called Blue Milk. Green is suffering, life is suffering, a new life is suffering. You breathe, the air is green. Yellow milk, the moon is pink, the meek is gray, the young are not meek. They live. Life is suffering. Suffering usually is unseen. Ghosts are green. They are always alive. Auras are green. The young they suffer for all eternity. Suffering is a green light. Mm. And I did write that before Lord's song, but I was happy that. I didn't rip that off, but I'd like to think we were in sync, you know, in some way. <laughs> I mean, All right, Dorothy Alasky, her new book, Milk from Wave Books. Buy it today, read it, <laughs> go to the moon with it. <laughs> or, yeah, go to the moon. Thank, thank you so much. You so thank much. you guys so much. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye.